1: all sports talk is sponsored by good neighbor state farm agents andy womack bud morris and deb Insel. chip walters with exit realty bob lamb and associates jennings and ayers funeral home soco roofing and restoration first bank serving murfreesboro smyrna and rutherford county parks auction company they'll handle everything creekside at three rivers assisted living greg hall with hall's auto care and the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance and Steve Ruckert
0: with RAI Advisors. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's All Sports Talk on
2: Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this Tuesday in Murfreesboro. Tim Tackett, along with Matthew Gillespie, Assistant Director of. TWSAA Athletics. We'll get to him in just a second. Uh, Braves baseball is on tomorrow, so we won't be on, but uh, Monty Hale a little ill today, so I'm able to take his spot. Glad to do so. Had a nice Memorial Day yesterday, and hope you did as well. Matt Gillespie, as we mentioned, is a longtime friend of our show, a longtime friend of our family. Uh, joins us uh, with TWSWA. Matt, it's, it, we were talking off air. Uh, it's amazing how quickly time rolls through. The seasons end and you know, with TWA like school year, it's June is the marks the, kind of the end of one year and, and off we go to the next. But uh, let's just let's talk. How are things? Well, things are good. I mean, it just wrapped up spring fling and
3: uh, we had a beautiful week of weather last sure. week, and we deserved it after the weather we had the year before. If anybody remembers that, we pretty much lost an entire day of spring fling. Everything got pushed back. We even had a baseball championship on a Sunday uh, last last year so it it was the worst weather i've seen in over 20 years for spring fling so it was uh it was refreshing to get i think we had one 20-30 uh, minute shower on tuesday and everybody kept playing ball it wasn't anything too major and it was sunny and low 80s every day you couldn't ask for better weather so it was, it was a good week of spring fling a lot of athletes and rutherford county has always did an outstanding job hosting it and uh, sure everybody listening uh, knew there was a little extra traffic around and had to put up with that a little bit but uh, other than that it was a it was a great week so yeah now we move on to summer got a board meeting next week and next thing you know we'll be kicking off football games
2: well Murfreesboro and Rutherford County are big enough and now and the traffic is bad enough now that sometimes you say how do you notice they, Yeah, you know, exactly. a another yeah. little bit but uh, glad things went well and, and yeah weather since I guess 100% of what you do in spring fling is outdoors. Yeah, everything so, is. So everything is affected by that. And, and it's not just rain. It's it's lightning and, and thunder and things like that, that that can affect. And the safety factor meter is higher now than it's ever been, and rightfully so. Uh, and we mentioned last week on the show, it looked like you are going to have a good week of weather. And, and I know that makes things go a lot smoother. And, and for parents and people come in, it's got to be better for them because uh, when they're – team gets pushed back another day or two or three it gets expensive and gets a little crazy for them
3: yeah you gotta start making alternate plans and scrambling for hotel rooms and stuff and you know it's when you have good weather it eliminates probably 90 percent of the problems you might have during during an event like that so it's uh it was it was a lot easier uh, when things just kind of move along and games get done when you kind of think they're going to be done and he uh, moved from one day to another, so, yeah, it was a good week.
2: Tennessee Secondary Schools Athletic Association, what TSSAA stands for. My wife, uh, the other night, for whatever reason, says, what is TMSWA?" And I said, well, that's Tennessee Middle School Athletic Association. And there's been a real movement with TMSAA uh, over the past year's championships that are there, and, and uh, it, it's began to take on, I know, uh, a great deal – higher percentage of memberships than you had six eight years ago oh absolutely
3: it's it's growing and growing and and with the growth of schools has come the growth of championship sports that are sponsored by the middle school association and and kind of vice versa they each kind of play off each other we've you know with more schools you kind of have the need to have more sports and when 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 you add more championship events it kind of Drives the interest for more schools to join, so we've seen that in recent years, and we've had baseball and softball in place for a while, track and field for a while, uh, and basketball as well. So uh, I think you'll see some more added here in the upcoming years, and uh, it, it might take a while to get get on even par with the number of high school sports we have. I think we have seventeen with the addition of boys and girls lacrosse. Not this school year, but the next year, school year will put us at nineteen sponsored sports. So, uh, but yeah, middle school is growing, and 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 I say this that the middle school numbers are almost, as far as members, member schools are about equal to the high school. And you think, whoa, that's – That's a ton, but there's so many more middle schools out there in existence compared to high schools. So uh, it's it's still a large number, and it's continuing to grow, and uh, we'll see those numbers go up in in years to come.
2: Well, let's take Rutherford County, for example. A typical high school here, Eagle, will being the exception, Middle Middle City Christian School, Providence Academy being the exception. But the the Riverdales, the Laverne's, the Smyrna's, and so forth, are around 2,000 students. And we consider a middle school at uh, uh, 1,000 students being a large one. So Very large. To, to take Riverdale for 2,000 students, it's going to take two middle schools to, to, to fill it up. And then, so what you're saying is the number of uh, member schools will be the same, but the percentage is still not quite the same. You're right at, what, 98%, 99% of schools, I'd say, high schools in the state are members of T-S-S-S-A-A. Large
3: majority, yeah. I mean, there's a handful that are not – You know, whether it's uh, some home, not home schools, but uh, small private Christian schools uh, that are not members. And and that's fine. They certainly have the right to be. They do their own thing, and uh, it's completely fine. We don't. You know it's a voluntary organization anybody can choose to belong you
2: got plenty to deal with don't you yeah oh,
3: yeah so it's uh uh yeah we've got we've got a lot uh, but our you know high school membership has grown over the years as well and when you see the uh the influx of charter schools that have come along and a lot of them join just to be members from a co-op standpoint maybe they don't have enough to form their own teams but they'll join and say hey we want to give these kids in our school an opportunity we don't have a football field or we don't have employees our school even be coaches so we have the co-op program which many people are familiar with where they can join up with another school and their kids can participate under that school's umbrella, where that school's uniform, but it still gives them the opportunity to participate in athletics.
2: And in Rutherford County, we do have some co-op situations that are sure. placed. place. The, the, the thing that makes it difficult, I think, for some people to understand is once you school co-op with a school, you have to stick, stick with that school. It's not like that. Uh, can't bounce can, around. Can, yep. can't, can't go from this board over here at this school. We want to do Oakland, and so and so that makes it difficult sometimes for people to recognize and understand. And and frankly, in this county. Uh, The fact that Eagle is is such a unique school makes it a little bit easier for the co-op to work because if you co-op with an Oakland or co-op with a Riverdale, co-op with a Blackman, it's pretty easy to see that there may be an unfair advantage to the schools within the system. Sure, yeah. No, I understand that. And and that's unique uh, somewhat to Rutherford County, but there's
3: other counties that deal with the same thing. Uh, And and, and then you get into the rural areas where it's one high school – maybe two total in the entire county system sure uh you know everybody around here is used to the 10 big high schools that we've got or however many total it is somewhere around there uh and and you don't have the need as much for a co-op Opportunity, but a lot of those schools, the rural communities, and things like that, they certainly uh, take advantage of that, and as as well they should.
2: Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I want you to go through the personnel and the infrastructure of TWSWA, TMSWA, and and share with people how, how, how the organization operates and why it operates. Sure. Right, out, right after this, on All Sports Talk.
1: Grab your chair, put on your dancing shoes, call your friends. Friday night, June 2nd, is the first Friday Night Live concert downtown, and you don't want to miss it. All your favorite country cover songs from the 80s to now will be performed by the upcoming country music star Justin Kirk. 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. on the Murfreesboro Square. Thanks to sponsors Wilson Bank and Michael Busey State Farm, this free, family-friendly concert will pack out the square with dancing. June 2nd, Friday Night Live concerts downtown are back.
4: Hey fellas, need an annual health exam for work or just to start the year prioritizing your health? I recommend Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone. Typically, it's completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than hundred bucks for full labs and an office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to lowtcenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's healthcare.
2: Tim Tackett, along with Matthew Gillespie, assistant executive director of TWSAA, and uh, based out of Nashville area, Donaldson, I guess it is. Is that fair to say?
3: Hermitage, yeah, Hermitage, Hermitage yeah, right area. next to Donaldson. Take a left, and we'll be in Donaldson in about half a mile.
2: A hometown guy, uh, native Murphy, graduate of Oakland High School, and uh, many of you, many folks here, would know your dad or know of your dad. Cliff Gillespie was the director of admissions for. MTSU, uh, sometime in the seventies, eighties, nineties—that that sound
3: about yeah, right. All through that, yes, sir. Yeah, up, up until he
2: passed, uh, two thousand
3: one. So yeah, all the way up, up through then. Yeah, he was. Well, well share
2: share the the mission of TWA Why the why you're there? How it operates, and, and and the the people that run the operation. You got a new director, Mark Reeves. It's in, it finished his first year. I assume he survived. He did. He's <laughs> he's still he's still coming to work. So yeah, he's uh, he's still with us. And uh, no, Mark
3: did a great job. Uh, he had been with the office for about 15 years or so, I think, uh, before, you know, Mr. Childress obviously retired after, uh, his stead as the director for a long time. And, uh, I'd had two bosses, Mr. Ronnie Carter hired me, uh, years ago, over about 25 years ago. I was going to ask you how long that's been. I've been there about, t- this wow. is my 25th year. Yeah. And, uh i was fortunate just right place right time kind of Matt, situation you're not that old. I, well I, I like to hear that but <laughs> I, I am so uh but uh no and then when he retired bernard Childers took over and uh was director for well over a decade about close to 15 years and then now mark reeves is uh taking taking that seat so he's uh yeah first year it's done an outstanding job and uh, and we move on it's just part of that transition and you know folks retire and you hire new sure, folks and sure. fo- other folks move up and things like that so it's it's been good and uh it, it is like a family there our staff is not as big as a lot of people would think it is it's about 18 folks uh, that work full-time for the association so when you think we oversee you know 450 high schools well over 400 middle schools it's a lot for less than 20 folks to, to take on, but but somehow we do it. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, it is definitely a group effort. But, the no, the organization is, as I stated earlier, a voluntary organization. So no school has to belong. They choose to belong, uh, choose to follow the rules, and the schools write their own rules. There's a, a process similar to, I guess you could say, uh, legislature, uh, you know, with uh, whether it's state legislature or um national you know with Congress and everything the way bills and laws are passed same thing any member school can make a proposal to write a rule we have two governing bodies we have the Legislative Council and the Board of Control Legislative Council basically is the organization any changes or additions to the bylaws that comes in front of that body every member of the council and the board are all administrators at member schools who are elected by the peers by the area they represent They serve on a three-year term, and they can either be reelected or somebody can choose to run against them, and and the people in their area vote for that person to represent them. Uh, And they certainly listen to their constituents, and, hey, here's what the people in my area feel. So a lot of times they'll look at the big picture and say, this is the right decision, the way we need to move forward with things, and it's just a process. So uh, that's the council. Then the board uh, is probably the more visible, I guess, body. The, The council only meets twice a year for scheduled meetings in regards to constitution and bylaw changes the board of control meets five times a year Uh, they're the ones who deal with classification with uh, championship site selections with hardships a lot of the stuff that you see the news Mm cover uh more things like that uh not not to say the count the changes in the bylaws and sometimes there's big changes in the bylaws could be something to the transfer rule or you know eligibility and things like that that could affect schools uh you know obviously affects everybody on a statewide basis but the board kind of because they meet more often and deal with stuff that people see more on a daily basis they kind of are more recognizable but both of them are 12 member bodies We're nine member bodies for a long time Uh, and then there was some change in the structure in regards to independent school representation and they they've gotten uh uh, east middle and west representative uh, designated for independent schools and on each body so that's uh, certainly been a good welcome change so they're 12 member bodies sometimes you get that six six tie which is a little uh, different compared to that odd number Mm -hmm. uh, member body you usually have but uh that's Kind of in a nutshell, and a quick uh, cliff notes version. Uh, the the setup of the organization. Like I said, we got a staff of uh, about 18 folks or so, uh, and uh, yeah, we uh, state offices in Hermitage uh, on Lebanon Road. Uh, so I make that uh, if there's no traffic, a little bit less than an hour drive every day. But you know, it's I've been doing it over 20 years, so I'm used to it by now.
2: Just like any governing body, uh, you have your own issues, and, and folks uh, see things a little differently. Oh uh, sure, you've got the you have to deal with schools just in this county we've let's let's say the difference between Providence Christian Academy and Eagle School and Laverne High School and Blackman High School. Uh fair amount of difference between those four schools in four various and sundry ways. Oh yeah. And, yeah. and and trying to keep all four of those happy, make a level playing field for everybody is well let's just face it, it's not possible to do.
3: Well and that's, you know, kinda of what you spoke to there, level playing field. That's what the, the member schools and the, the the governing bodies have seen over the years, and you've seen the changes in classification. Uh, back in the 90s is when Division Two was created. It, it, everybody used to be get, be together, public and private. It was three classes across the board and in the main sports. We eventually went to five in football. And then you had Division Two created, where it took the private schools who offered knee-based financial aid, put them in a separate division, said, you've got to compete over here for postseason. Then it wasn't too long ago, uh, maybe a little longer than I can remember, but they eventually – all the private schools whether you offered knee-based financial aid or not had to compete in division two so you you saw more of a a quote-unquote full separation of public Mm -hmm. and private there and then of course classifications changed over the years so uh the and a lot of that's driven by the number of schools you have uh it may be by opportunities that schools want to provide and more opportunities to get to that state championship level uh, so we now have four classes in baseball, basketball, and softball, where it was three forever. Uh, you've got six classes in Division One football, two classes in most Division Two sports, uh, other than uh, football they've got three. So uh, you know, and some people are you know, see it in different ways. It's hey, this is a good thing. It's more opportunities. Some people think it waters it down. That competition level is not as good because you got more teams getting there. It just depends on your perspective and uh, you know what your viewpoint is and. A lot of people, you know, get our want our input. and What do you think? What should y'all do? You know, we just we're the staff. We we administer everything, so we don't have a say in changes in bylaws or changes in things. Now, the board or the council could certainly ask what's a staff recommendation on something, but we don't get a vote on stuff like that. So. Uh, you know, we, we do as we're directed by those governing bodies and enforce the bylaws and run the tournaments and answer eligibility questions all year long. So that's well, kinda I, how it runs.
2: I'm gonna guess there there are times that you all will point out to the border control if you do this, this is the, the issues that you need to deal with. And and you being in the day to day operation, you see things that they won't see, the unseen consequence that may take place to things sure. and, and you share that wisdom. And if, then if they choose to do it, then they choose to do it.
3: Absolutely. No, it's, a, yeah, a lot of times when, whether it's putting together a classification plan or, you know, and how, you know, and, and one of the big things, uh, probably the most recent example, when we went from three to four. Uh, so it's, all right, here's here's what it'll look like. Here's what the landscape will look like. The number of schools you got. Here's some potential, whether you want to view it as a problem or a good thing or not, but now you're going to have smaller districts. So, perfect example here in rutherford county they were used to in baseball and basketball and softball with riverdale oakland laverne smyrna all, all that bunch it was seven eight team district well now we go to four classes it's going to reduce the number of schools in each class therefore it's going to spread it a little more thin so now you go to a five team district we've got a larger percentage of districts in the state with five teams or less than there are more mm-hmm. so you start looking at well is that a good thing or a bad thing doesn't affect Rutherford County as much as it does others because from a travel perspective everybody's right here i sure. mean it's so but you've got some in west tennessee and things like that where they're driving an hour plus for a district game i'm guessing east tennessee you
2: know. uh, single a divisions there yeah, r- oh. really spread out
3: yeah so it is so it's you, you try to put that in front of mark right, here's the average driving distance in this district if that's how it's laid out And then other things like, well, here's how we're going to have to structure the postseason. Here's, you know, some changes you might want to look at. Or here's, you know, if we do add this many, we got to add two more baseball sites for spring fling. We need to add an extra day for the state basketball tournament. Or we need to look at doing the basketball tournament completely different. We even threw out there, do we go to four teams at the central location? Not eliminating a round, but do you have that round of eight back at the local areas? They didn't want to do that. Uh, So it's okay if you don't then we need to add a day. So some schools are going to have at a more At that point cost- in time,
2: you've got to get with Middle Tennessee and say, yeah. can we add a day? And, a- and not, they did. It's and not it- automatic that, that you can walk in and say, we want Murphy Center for one more day. Right. But and,
3: yeah, there's and, a great cooperation there. And, so. and a great, great relationship with MTSU and Rutherford County. And, and And that day was added. But, you know, on the downfall, you've got teams that come in on Tuesday that instead of, you know, the old schedule was you play Wednesday, maybe Thursday for quarters, and then semis Friday, finals Friday final Saturday. Now you got teams coming in on Tuesday, rest on Wednesday, play on Thursday, rest on Friday, play on Saturday. So now it's expenses. Now it's travel, things like that. As an administrator, they've got to think of things differently than – the general fan does they got to think all right this is going to add x amount to my my hotel bill if my team gets there and things like that and you know it's just uh again it's your perspective is it worth that some say yeah absolutely it is we want every opportunity to get our kids that experience some say it waters it down some say it uh, adds too much expense uh, to things like that so you know it's uh it's sometimes it's trial and error you do it and you get feedback from other member schools "Eh, we need to go back the way it was i don't i don't see that happening we're about to have a classification discussion next week uh looking at you know right now we're on a two-year cycle and that started four years ago when COVID hit we voted to go to just two-year cycle where we normally do every four years uh, and we stuck with that again so we're coming up on the end of that two-year cycle so now the board needs to look at one doing classification again and then two, do we want to do a four-year cycle instead of this two we've done the past two rotations? So that'll be a decision they'll make here coming up here um, in the near future.
2: Time to take a break. Chip Walters has our Blue Raider Insider report every day. We'll get to that right after this on All Sports Talk.
6: Folks, I hope you listen in every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night,
4: Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. Good afternoon, still over there trying to move a stalled vehicle a few minutes ago on 24 eastbound just past the Sullivan Evans Bridge. It's already busy, 24 out by Shelby, 40. Uh, Still looks good right now out through the Mount Juliet area with the exception of some radar on I-40 in parts of Wilson County all the way out into Smith County headed south of Nashville down into Brentwood. Franklin, that's busy but it's moving on 65 as you continue southbound, 24 lots of radar uh, out around 840 again this afternoon through that stretch of Rutherford County. Hey, Nash Painting, they service all of Middle Tennessee. Check them out online. These guys are the best. NashPainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Woodbury Road Baptist Church invites you to worship with us this Sunday morning at 1045. If you can't make it in person, listen to WGNS Sunday morning at 1015. Find out more at WoodburyRoadBaptist.org. We look forward to worshiping with you this Sunday. You've seen the ads out there. Companies wanting to buy your home.
0: It's time. Show your true blue. Blue
1: Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report from Chip Walters of Exit Realty, Bob Lam and Associates. Sponsored by Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors and Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. The report coming up after this. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance?
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
6: Well, good afternoon, everybody. Big news today out of Blue Raider Baseball, and it came from Athletic Director Chris Massaro.
7: We're excited today, and today we've got a great announcement about the future of our baseball program. And I'm so proud of what this baseball team accomplished really all year and how they dealt with adversity, how how they, they overcame and how they uh, quite a run in the in the Conference USA baseball tournament. Just really pleased with the leadership of not only of our players, but of our coaching staff and just watching Jerry Myers leadership through the entire year, from from fall baseball to, to winter workouts to the season itself, we felt like we had a really complete look at him and his staff and I think this is one of the best staffs in college baseball. I'm very excited today, if we'd opened up to search, we'd be very lucky to find a person with the kind of credentials that Jerry Myers has, Uh, from being a pitching coach at South Carolina's head coaching experience, Uh, he's won a national championship, he's been to Omaha multiple times. Uh, he's had success in Omaha, so he knows how to coach baseball. So with that, I'm just so excited to, to say that we're li- lifting the interim tag off of Coach Jerry Myers, and he's now our permanent baseball coach. Coach Myers.
8: Thank you, well, first of all, I'd, I'd just like to thank uh, everyone for this opportunity that was involved. Uh, obviously, Chris Bissaro, Dr. McPhee, um, the board of uh, chairman of the board, Steve Smith, uh, but all the former players, everyone that played in this program, all the coaches that have been here uh, prior to this point that have built uh, a great tradition, a legacy that I'm, we're all well aware of. Uh, I want to especially thank this year's team, and some of them are here today, that uh, did everything we asked them to. Couldn't be more proud of the guys that played in the program uh, this particular year. They'll always be special uh, to all of us. Uh, My coaching staff, Jason Steen, Kevin Nichols, uh, Mark DeLuya as well, Uh, just outstanding coaches and people. Uh, We accomplished some things and we played uh, our most competitive uh, baseball at the end of the year, which is a a good testament to the group that we had this particular year. But we hope to be here for a while and and build more on uh, what we've done this year.
6: The Blue Raiders had quite a run during the Conference USA tournament that did include uh, wins over uh, UTSA as well as Louisiana Tech. The Blue Raiders dropped two games to Charlotte on Saturday, and Charlotte went on to win the Conference USA title as uh, they knocked off Dallas Baptist and uh, Charlotte over now in the uh, regional to be played at Clemson along with the hosting Tigers, Tennessee, and uh, Lipscomb. The Dallas Baptists, by the way, made the regional uh, at uh, Oklahoma State, so they'll be traveling from Dallas up to Stillwater. The uh, Looking at softball, of course, Middle Tennessee had a great run uh, in getting all the way to the region finals. Just a little side note, Alabama did make it to the College World Series. It took all three games, but they knocked off Northwestern. To get there. That is it for this Monday. And again, the headline Jerry Myers has the interim tag removed. He is the permanent head baseball coach at Middle Tennessee. We'll have more for you coming up tomorrow. Looking for a charming home close to downtown and MTSU? Look no further than this three-bedroom, two-bathroom, zero-lot line at 1341 Sharon Court. This home features a spacious living room, an open kitchen, and a primary suite on the main floor. It could be perfect for a family or a couple who wants to live in the middle of everything while still in a private neighborhood. Call for a showing today, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lam and Associates.
4: We can get surprisingly great rates on auto and renters insurance at State Farm. Hello, I'm State Farm agent Deb Insel, and we're your one-stop shop for protecting your car and your stuff for a surprisingly great rate. So stop looking around. Team Insel is ready to help. Call 931-684-5274 for your surprisingly great auto and renters rate today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSradio.com.
2: Tim Tackett joined today by Matthew Gillespie. She's Assistant Executive Director there. Also an MTSU grad, an Oakland grad, Murfreesboro guy, and uh, probably the best. Secret was set aside when Jerry Myers was named the permanent head coach at Middle the job that he did and the, what the baseball team did toward the end of the season uh, no no question in my mind that if Jerry Myers wanted the job he was going to get it
3: oh yeah well deserved obviously with the, the season they had and uh yeah, it seems a lot of uh, – I've heard a lot of positive things from baseball alumni and people involved with the program about him. So, it's uh, – I've en- enjoyed watching him this season and uh, hopefully some good things will come in the future.
2: Of course, the softball team uh, came out of the woodwork six, six seed in the USA tournament, uh, lost game one and blew through the thing from there. And, Matt, they were one swing away from being in the college uh, Super that, they, they were,
3: and you and you sit there and think with what Alabama did to get to the World Series. I mean, that could have easily just just as easily been middle too, uh, to go to that next round. So it's, uh, yeah, they were they were close, and God, what a fight they put up! That was fun to watch. I, I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit I'm, I'm not entrenched in in women's college softball, sure. but uh, but anytime a middle team is, is is making a run in in any sport, you know, your ears perk up a little bit, pay a little more attention, and uh you know and maybe it, it drives other people to hey I'm going to watch this a little more next season things like that but uh we got into what did we watched uh, almost every single inning of that yeah, uh, that, that well. regional so it uh, we it was it was fun to watch and uh you, you kind of learn who the girls are and and watch them and uh, of course I've known who coach breeding is for many many years had a long successful run in high school at Coffee County and then at Riverdale and then of course he's uh, been there over a decade there at middle so a long sustained uh run there as well so it's uh yeah they, they did great and uh hopefully that'll just just keep going up from there
2: once upon a time it was very difficult to say that an oakland people would would pull for a riverdale guy <laughs> but uh, uh i think some of that is is long gone now because there's so many schools that we have here in the system there's it, not quite that that, that there and, and of course coach Breeden uh at middle uh br- brings that back together and just congratulations to him he's been a longstanding member of the coaching staff at middle Tennessee and glad to see him have that. And, and Matt, if, we, if you look back, this is the closest team that in middle Tennessee history that I can think of any sport of getting that far down the road. I mean, they, they were one swing away from being in the sweet 16, which I don't think we've ever had a team in that situation.
3: Yeah, that's it's uh, pretty impressive. So yeah, it's uh and quite a run, and then we've had a lot of successful uh, teams to make now, that runs. Said, and, uh, that,
2: that said, men's tennis has been super strong oh gosh, yes. for the last uh, several years and, and actually have had some national champions in, in track individual yep. uh, doubles national championship uh, there. So uh, there, there's been some exceptions to that, but uh, congratulations to all of them. And, and frankly, uh, Chris Mazzaro is going to be with me in the next day or two uh, go through the year, but uh, talking with him, it, it'd be hard would be hard-pressed to find as an overall year, Middle Tennessee Sports ever being more successful than they were this year with with wins in six different sports over top twenty-five teams. That's that, that's pretty special. That's pretty
3: special. Yeah, it's uh, you can't probably can't go back over the years and look and see that many uh, when you add them all up. So yeah, it was uh, it was good, and you know you saw softball make that run, and then baseball does what they did uh, postseason, and we're just right there on the cusp of of winning that conference usa and we were uh, actually talking about you saw the bids come out if that had been them uh you know when and of course they would have had to beat dallas baptist the next day sure you know it's hard to predict but you know anything can happen when you get down to a one-game scenario but uh you know if that had been middle going forward you know they could have been in that region over there with uh clemson and tennessee and lipscomb and all that but you, you never know i mean that would have been a fun little uh Trip to make, but uh, who knows where they would have landed. But you know, maybe next year they'll get get to that point.
2: You get to see the TWSWA from a parent's perspective now too, uh, having athletes that that have uh, in the in the process. Uh, and I, I'm sure you make sure you go to an umpire and say, "Now I'm with TWAA and, and <laughs> let's make sure that things get run right." That's uh, the I, furthest thing. <laughs> hey, when,
3: when I get to a ballpark or a gym or anything, and my kids are playing. Last thing I do is wear anything that says T W S W A or bring any attention to me. I'm a parent when I walk in into there and I'm cheering for my kids. And of course, you know, I maybe see things in a little bit different perspective. Uh, You know, if if you see a call that you know most parents would get really upset with, I'm like, you know, this is what we deal with a lot. You know, and it's it's something you gotta kind of gotta temper your uh, you know your your reaction a little bit. But uh, but yeah, as as any parent would be and they should be, I, I would think you know I'm. I'm a parent first when my kids are out there and, uh, you know, hoping and cheering for them to do the best, but – uh, you know but and then that's a neat thing about my job is that you know you do see things from a different perspective and and I'll just like many other people around here I'll enjoy going to watch other high schools compete because we've got so many my kids have so many friends at every single school in the county and you know we've got so many families who have kids playing you know it's I'll enjoy going to a you know a Riverdale baseball game just as much now as I did Rockville for years or Oakland or Siegel and I know so many administrators at all the schools and coaches, and uh, I really enjoy that. So it's it's fun to, you know, and of course we see things on the big picture perspective from a statewide level, but I've always got Rutherford County in my blood, and it's, uh, you know, I always kind of deep down uh, I like to see those schools uh, succeed and go forward. And Rutherford County is just so rich uh, in athletic talent year after year in every single sport. So it's not surprising at all to see somebody from Rutherford County, some team, get to the – central location sure. in a state tournament and you know whether they win or lose it you know it's you know, when you get to that point it's just that's a win in itself getting that far so it's, it's always neat to follow them
2: both you and i from the prospect of, of, of our jobs over the years have a more tolerance for the bad call so to speak it, it, the human factor is there uh things are going to happen uh what you're looking for is people that are pure at heart yep. and trying to do the best job that they possibly can sure. and, and Sadly, it's the one percent or two percent of the parents, and it's one percent or two percent of the officials, one percent or two percent of the, the the kids that play that uh, make the news. Because uh, when the school bus makes it to school back and forth safely, it doesn't make news. But when it has a crash, it does. And and uh, so there, there's there's some ability from the public to say say that things aren't quite so good. But most times, thankfully, uh, parents get through the game, officials get through the game coach you get through the games. without an incident but there are incidents that come up and they it's unfortunate that they oh, do. Oh
3: sure I mean anybody watching a game whether it's in person or on TV or whatever there's going to be a call that you don't agree with and it's just how people express that disagreement with the call that seems to uh, you know either cause an issue or not cause an issue if they you know um, and, and that's unfortunately becomes more and more frequent these days which I think in turn has had an effect on the number of officials sure. we have, it's not the sole factor by any means. It's not because parents are bad to officials that we don't have good officials, but it's certainly a factor of driving some of them out where, you know, they're like, this isn't worth it. It's not worth my time to get berated like this every single night I go out on the court or on the field or whatever. And then so the, the really good ones a lot of times and you don't blame them just like any other job the really good ones are going to go on up to the next level mm-hmm. where they're going to get paid more and and they're going to you know you know do something at a higher level within their profession which everybody strives to do uh, so it's it's trying to continue to retain officials to recruit new officials uh, that that's an ongoing challenge and an ongoing effort we've been making for years and years and years. And you know the the ones that, and there's so many officials and we we try to celebrate them as best we can. There's there's officials who have done this for three decades, four decades, even five decades, who've given their life to just really providing a service to high school athletes. Without officials, you don't have a game. Sure. So and we've we've seen that occur in, in certain sports, and it's when we hit a low. But in certain sports, we've seen that occur where games have had to been rescheduled or canceled because. There were just not enough officials in the area to assign them to that game. You've seen the effect in football and what we've had to do in going to we had, this upcoming year. Every school, almost every school. I wouldn't say every single school, but probably 90, 95 percent of schools have been asked to play a game on a Thursday night. That's outside the realm of norm. Well, I mean, of course, you know, there's some areas that have that Thursday night TV game and things like that, and some people will move off. In Memphis, they only have so many facilities, and they'll play some Thursday night games. They're kind of used to that, but now everybody is going to see one at least one Thursday night on their schedule, and that's to help with officials. So that's where we're at, and certainly, um, you know, the more officials you have, the better, the bigger the pool you have to pick from, uh, and and the bigger the pool, you know, you're going to have more better officials than than lesser officials. So, uh, you know, and obviously, you've got officials when they're new, they're going to be learning the ropes and going to make more mistakes than a veteran official and things like that. So the longer we can retain them and the more of them we can get uh, the better it is with the game and the, the easier it is to service the member schools
2: finding personnel is not unique to what you're at uh, i know school principals right now are, are struggling to find teachers to fill the classrooms and therefore coaches to, to coach the teams even uh you and i have both been to restaurants i'm sure when you see tables that are empty yep. and you got a 30 minute wait and you're trying to figure out why that is and the reason is because there's not enough servers there to, to service those tables and so it, it, it's it's kind of a phenomenon that's uh, covid i think has exacerbated it at the very least uh absolutely but trying to find personnel to to take care of things and, and when we're, you're used to everything going smoothly and all of a sudden it doesn't anymore it, it creates problems yeah
3: yeah no absolutely I, th- I think that's a direct effect of of covid for sure i mean it if it if it wasn't a problem already like you said it just kind of just ramped it up a little bit so yeah it's uh so two, we're always so doing, two
2: but... years into the uh uh, basketball tournament going to Tuesday through Saturday, has That worked mm-hmm. okay.
3: It's it's worked. It's it's a long week. It, it's a really long week, especially for those of us who. And I'm not complaining. Believe me, I, uh, I, I enjoy my job. And 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 to <laughs> to to be able to watch basketball uh, for for that many days in a row, it's great. But when you add them all up and. I think now it's over sixty games we're in person for over that three-week period, or it's uh, close to sixty. But it's a lot of basketball I see in those three weeks. But it's uh, it it is a long three weeks. But that Tuesday through Saturday, uh, it's it's long, but it's you know it's it's part of it. I mean, it's it's the the what we had to do. I mean, we looked at a couple different options, um, and well, not necessarily what we had to do, but I think the best option out there was certainly selected in the way we did it. Um, And, of course, the board approved it, but the staff came up with multiple plans that we kind of put in front. All right, we could do this, this, or this. And, you know, you you kind of weigh the the good and the bad with each one and and figure out which one's going to work best. And I I think it has worked. Um, It's, you know, again, as we mentioned earlier, some of the challenges you've got some teams who are coming in, you know, maybe on Monday night, and then they're staying Monday night and now playing Tuesday resting, playing Thursday resting, playing Friday, playing Saturday. Uh, that's a long week. That's uh, more expenses for somebody who does who is required to get a hotel. Uh, so that's a ne- definitely a negative. I think n- nobody could argue with that. Um, so, you know, I don't know the way to solve it. I mean, there's, there's so many things you can say, well, here's how you solve it. Go back to three classes. Well, that's easier said than done. I don't know how many people want to go back to three classes. Or reduce the state tournament from eight teams to four teams. We're one of the very few states. I mean, you can probably count them on one hand if not less than that, maybe just two or three of us that, that bring that many to the central location for their basketball mm-hmm. tournament. Uh, most most of them bring four. The large majority bring four. There's a couple that actually, they, they play all their rounds out till they get to the championship. Then they bring all their championships to one central site. Uh, I don't think we'd ever see that. But, um, you know, I, I think it's, you know, looking at four, there'd be a lot of positives to it. You could do a lot of different things as far as the schedule-wise. I think it'd make it a um, little more intriguing to get to the the final four you know I guess we couldn't use that terminology I'm sure NCAA yeah, has yeah. that trademarked yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah it's you know but but there is something special about being part of that uh, final eight it's been eight forever and maybe eight uh, long after I'm gone from the office who knows but uh, that's uh, you know a discussion that's out there but it'd be I'd be shocked if it changed, but that's something uh, that you could do to change it if you wanted to look at, you know, hey, how do we reduce this week down? That's that's one way to do it.
2: Before we go to our last break, let's go back to the structure. You are governed, t as other state associations are governed by a higher body, and I bring that to point because I saw that the NFHS – it's made a real change in basketball. Yes. that. Uh, but kind of talk, speak to the FHS a little bit and, and how that, that structures to, to the state organization. Yeah,
3: so each state association, or well, actually the rule is there's one, one association in each state that can become a member of the National Federation. Most of them are like us. So it's the Kentucky High School Athletic Association, the Georgia High School Athletic Association. There are multiple associations in a couple states. Like in Mississippi, they have the Mississippi whatever they're, terminology is but they also have a separate private school association the private schools association is actually not a member of the nfhs because they can only have one per state but right. with all that being said there's 51 associations that are members of the nfhs and their governance and rulemaking kind of works the same way as ours does it's uh, there's representatives. We get to have a representative on certain rules committees uh, with certain sports things like that, and rules proposals are changed. But everybody across the state, across the country, follows the National Federation playing rules. So those are the rule books. We follow the same rule book that Oregon and California and Kansas and everybody in between well, follows.
2: Eight-minute quarters in, in high school basketball.
3: Exactly. So you know, uh, travel is a travel in high school basketball, and that's the same for everybody's rules across the board. So it's, um, but there are some deviations you can make. Uh, like for now, the shot clock, which is something been of quite a bit of conversation over recent years, and probably for a long time, really. Uh, but more more in depth conversation uh, is something the federation has given states the option to do. So you don't have to do it. It's not part of their rule book, but you have the option of
2: adopting that. Nothing look, we've done here in Tennessee yet. But, but they do they, they, they do have the authority to say you can't do it or you must do it.
3: Yeah, they, they could do that. They could pass it and say, look, there's going to be a national high school shot clock in the rule book, and it's going to be 35 seconds, 47. They could do that, but I don't think you'll ever see that happening because of the, all the intricacies yeah. that go with it. But it's certainly an option. It's something that's been put in front of our board. There's a decent discussion of that at the last board meeting. It's nothing that will be in effect this year. Here, but uh, something they could, you know, you could see down the road sometime. I don't. You could maybe never see it. Um, there's a lot of people that think uh, high school doesn't need a high school shot clock, and it's working just fine. There's argue that no, we need it. Um, so there's a lot of data out there, and it depends on how you look at it. But but so yes, back to the original point. Uh, national Federation is the the na- national governing body that we are a member of, uh, as is every state association, and those rule books are the ones we follow. With the exception of like tennis, we follow the USTA rulebook. Golf, we follow the USGA rulebook. Federation doesn't have a rulebook per se in every single sport, but they do in the majority of sports.
2: Most every sport that I'm aware of is members of TWAA, with the exception of swimming. Swimming is a, is a non-TWAA sport, even though yep. it's it's in a lot of schools and certainly in Rutherford County, it's a big sport.
3: Yes, it is. Uh, and that's one that, you know, and we don't govern every sport. I mean, it's uh, lacrosse is the most recent one that's been voted on to be added. Won't be this school year, but will be the next school year. Uh, prior to that, bowling was the more recent one. And that's been, we've had it for over 20 years now. Um, and I can't remember the one prior to bowling. I, it might have been in the late 80s. Might have been uh, girls' soccer, actually, mm-hmm. uh, prior to that. Um, but yeah, so it's a, there's a process to adding a sport as well, uh, you know, and I think the the council, legislative council, takes that up because that's a change in the bylaws uh, as to what sports we actually sanction. Uh, and you know, you look at how many schools have it. What's the setup for officials? What you know, how is this sport set up? And uh, you look at that. And lacrosse, it took a little while. There's there's a few years of back and forth and. Uh, and and they finally did sanction that. But swimming is one that's been in place for a while. I think they have such a well-organized yeah, yeah. Body works very well organized body that that runs that sport. I think everybody that participates in it is so comfortable. And everybody's like, why don't y'all take over? Look, we, it's not how it works. We don't just say, hey, we want swimming. We're gonna go. no, a member school has to come to us and propose we take over swimming. But I, like I said, they're all comfortable with the way it's organized now. The people who organize swimming, I'm sure, are comfortable with. Doing it, and they do a great job. So it's—I've uh, never really, in all my years at the office, never heard a push for swimming to become a TWAA sport because of how successful it's already set up, and that's great.
2: Okay, let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we've got about three or four minutes. We'll have to wrap things up with Matt Gillespie of the a Right after this.
4: It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real-time traffic information at ontime Good afternoon, still over there trying to move a stalled vehicle a few minutes ago on 24 eastbound just past the Sullivan Evans Bridge. It's already busy, 24 out by Shelby, 40, Uh, still looks good right now out through the Mount Juliet area with the exception of some radar on I-40 in parts of Wilson County all the way out into Smith County headed south of Nashville down into Brentwood, Franklin. That's busy but it's moving on 65 as you continue southbound, 24 lots of radar uh, out around 840 again this afternoon through that stretch of Rutherford County. Hey, Nash Painting, they service all of Middle Tennessee. Check them out online. These guys are the best. NashPainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
0: We do it your way
6: at Sir Pizza.
4: Your favorites can now be ordered online
1: at SirPizzaTN.com. Carryout and delivery are available. Just go to SirPizzaTN.com
6: and tap the location closest to you. Hello, friends. Lenny Farmer with Jennings & Ayers Funeral Home. More than I can count, we have taken care of families who were totally caught off guard with the passing of a loved one there are so many details to tie up it really can be overwhelming again more than I can count are the comments from families who have pre-planned and pre-funded their or their loved ones funeral saying it would have been a financial hardship had we not let me help your pre-plan. Call me at 615 893 2422 At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living 895 895- 2002, or online at www.creecideassistedliving.com.
0: All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.
2: First Bank sponsors this portion of All Force Talk. First Bank with offices across the state of Tennessee, a Tennessee based bank, well, certainly right here in Murfreesboro. And I know they've had associations over the years, as many other sponsors, Matt, with TSSAA. It, it's, it's great to have those corporate people that, that help out and, and, and get, kind of guide some things financially along. It is much needed for sure. So let's let's talk going forward with You mentioned lacrosse moving forward. We'll be added a year after next. That's been a delay of about four years kind of discuss a little bit where that's at and and, and why the delay
3: yeah it um you know there's really not a magical reason why it's it was interesting you know it was proposed and then kind of a little hesitancy and then all of a sudden yes we're going to do it but then all of a sudden the council came back and said no nah, we need to put this on hold and so it was off the table for a little bit then they the lacrosse folks, I guess you could say, in lack of better words, got their ducks in a row uh, yeah. and then came back with another proposal. And then uh, and it was still very, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, just very clean, quick, boom, let's do it next meeting. I mean, there was a lot of discussion and a lot of research and gathering information. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see it going forward. I'm, I'm excited to see. Uh, see it uh, the the potential growth with it uh there's a lot of private schools that that already participate and there's a handful of public schools and it'll be interesting to see how many public schools add it once it is sanctioned here in a couple of years
2: in my past position I, we discussed that very thing and in, in finding practice facilities and playing facilities uh, is is difficult to add one more thing but let's let's move on I understand that maybe flag football may be somewhere on the horizon.
3: Yeah, girls flag football is something the, the Titans organization, uh, in conjunction with us, have kind of done a little bit of a pilot program for. And we started that uh, two years ago. Uh, and then we added, uh, we had Williamson County Schools involved, added Metro Schools this year. Uh, very successful uh, a lot of participation Uh, they held the championships uh, the first year at the Titan Stadium Mm. Uh, so that was a neat experience for those girls and 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 we we've got a great relationship with the Titans organization they sponsor our Mr. Football Awards Uh, they've uh, been very heavily involved in our Inside Out program which is um, an outreach program I guess to, to schools and coaches in regards to you know basically just Doing things the right way and the right approach and things like that, and it's it's a national thing that they've gotten involved with the NFL and um, working with that program. So we got a great relationship with them, and so it made sense when they came to us and just said, "Look, this is something we want to." see if we can create some growth for this, and uh, it's just kind of, you know, taken off. So we'll see it grow quickly here in, the, in coming years.
2: Matt, we've got the signal that it's time to let her go. We'll get you back in here sometime soon. Uh, congratulations on the, what the T W S A continues to do for all the sports in Rutherford County and our athletes. Well, I appreciate it, Tim. It's always good to be on here, and thank you for having me. All right, that's going to wrap things up. Baseball is on tomorrow with the Atlanta Braves, so we'll have no all-fourth. i see you on Thursday.
4: And off attacks on the deal from conservatives, Shalanda Young says Biden aides are now aiming to assuage skepticism.